Welcome to Paradigm Lovecast, a portal of thought leaders from around the world supporting and bridging a new paradigm of guidance, support, and practical embodiment tools to bridge the primal, the holy, and the cosmic to radically revolutionize reality. Hi everyone, welcome to Paradigm Lovecast. My name is Madeline Love and here to bring you another Gene Keys. Today, this Gene Keys went from January 17th to January 21st and I'm recording today on January 21st at the very tail end of it. I know this week for many of us has been challenging. The energies have been of all over the place, lots of highs and lows and everything in between. And I know for me personally, that's what I've experienced and have witnessed many others in that. This week I experienced the transition um, of a really good friend into the spirit realm and was someone who was incredibly powerful in our community, our soul tribe, really holding some beautiful pillars for New Earth Sovereign Systems Design. And I invite you to check out his website, protocol.love. His name was Raymond Powell. Dear beloved brother of mine that will be greatly missed and also greatly remembered. And I know that many of us feel inspired to carry on his work in the world and the ways in which we are going about our businesses and our communities um, that are forming to support in greater connection, greater support as we go into these changing times. And so, yeah, today I'm going to bring you this 60th gene key, and the shadow is limitation. The gift is realism, and the city is justice. The cracking of the vessel. Closed circuit thinking. The 60th shadow represents one of the most potent forces responsible for pulling humankind in the opposite direction of evolution. It is the power of devolution and limitation and is the counterweight to life itself. When one consistently yields to its shadow frequency, this gene key catalyzes death. Wow. The 60th shadow will shut down your life-receiving faculties, essentially freezing life into ever tighter patterns over the course of time. In our modern world, the 60th shadow is apparent everywhere. It appears wherever innovation and imagination are stifled by red tape, or wherever men and women seem to have forgotten what it means to be human. The very fact that the greater proportion of the world population still lives in poverty while the select few thrive is due in no small part to the 60th shadow. Up until now in our human evolution, all of our dreams of a harmonious world have been thwarted by this single force, the shadow of limitation. It sometimes seems that no matter how good our intentions are, there is a force that appears bent on keeping them from manifesting. 
but this 60th shadow is also a great collective release code for a higher harmony. It will not yield to force, but waits for one thing, time. All of life follows cycles within time. This was the great revelation behind the original I Ching. Its 64 symbols or hexagrams holds the sequential codes for the unwinding of nature's great plan. Unless you can escape its frequency, the 60th shadow will prevent you from seeing that life has a built-in mechanism for writing itself. At the shadow frequency, this will cause you to distrust the flow of life. Sometimes the flow of evolution appears to stand still or get stuck as this manifests as the human inability to break out of set structures and patterns. The 60th shadow and its gifts are about structure. The law of all form is that no structure can last. Each and every one of them comes programmed to eventually decline and die. This alone is food for much insight in your life. The 60th shadow concerns the human over-reliance on structure and the consequent death of something very special indeed, magic. Magic refers to events that do not follow logical, sequential laws. Magic is spontaneous, highly mutative, unpredictable, and uncontrollable. Its greatest quality is that it is beyond meaning or understanding. The 60th shadow is the greatest critic of magic. Its single purpose is to control the flow of life and prevent anything original from occurring. One of the places where we see a very clear representation of the 60th shadow is in the realm of human laws. We humans create laws that govern our societies, and then we put in place the sophisticated systems of legislation to implement those laws. The original purpose of our laws was to protect the innocent and ensure that justice is delivered to those who transgress these laws. However, the structures themselves often become so bogged down in their own limitations that they cease to operate efficiently or even fairly. In the world today, the single greatest limitation is creating a universal society based upon peace is red tape. There are so many laws in place in so many societies that they prevent us humans from seeing or behaving outside our little boxes. The laws themselves may be social, moral, religious, or economic. The programming partner to the 60th shadow is the 56th shadow of distraction, and it is easy to see how these two pair gene keys conspire to blind human beings from actually doing what it is that we really want to do. We are too bogged down in our own structures and become so distracted by these structures that we actually forget our original intentions. The world economy is one of the greatest structures of limitation on our planet. Money is an enormous limitation to humanity. Its existence requires so many laws that bind us and control our behavior. As long as money exists on our planet, we will continue to ensnare our species with the ultimate material limitation. Until money is finally eliminated, true material freedom can never be experienced. All structures eventually dissolve and falter. This law can be seen throughout history. It can be seen in the inevitable decline of every great empire that has passed into form. 
It is important to understand that it is always the structure itself that causes the decline. Structures are an essential part of life. However, all structures are expendable. The body itself is an expendable structure, as is the earth. In order for consciousness to keep penetrating the world of form, structures will always be necessary until the form itself has been transmuted. This is the key that we humans have to remember. The 60th shadow creates an over-attachment and over-reliance on form instead of highlighting the indwelling spirit or idea. The highest aspect of the 60th gift is the notion of universal justice. The 60th city, and you can see precisely what happens when the man tries to capture this beautiful concept in a material structure, how easy it becomes perverted and how frequently it gets bogged down in legal small print. The other side of the shadow of limitation is about the past. Whenever and wherever people remain stuck because of an outdated mindset, the 60th shadow is at work. This is a shadow that abhors the new, the innovative, and the original. It is the nemesis of change and youth. This is an archetype deep within human DNA that's always tried to control and suppress the youth of our world. Many of the rigid structures of our modern school systems ensure that young minds are structured, homogenized, and packaged from a very early age. One of the great limitations for children is to be forced to sit indoors behind a desk at an age when all their bodies want to do is run and explore life. This early imposition of structure on the developing mind, body, and motions of children have created a backlash of reactionary behavior from children at all levels of society. You cannot imprison youth without serious repercussions coming back to haunt you. One of the greatest areas you can see the true power of the 60th shadow is in religion. The moral laws imposed on our society through our religious systems are some of the oldest on the planet. Cosmic moral laws exist without the need for systems or structures to implement them. The more we humans enforce laws, the more reaction there is, and consequently, the more we have to police them. This is the classic feedback loop of the 60th shadow. It is a self-perpetuating nightmare of control and reaction. The 60th shadow will insist, for example, that every word of the Quran or the Bible is to be taken literally. Strict adherence to these kinds of ancient codes or laws is deeply limiting and restrictive to the human spirit. We do not need to be told what is right and what is wrong. We have the means within us to determine this for ourselves. Any code or system that cannot be questioned or adapted to suit the times is a dev devolutionary force and is thus destined to eventually decline. Of course, the greatest limitation of all human, of all is human thinking itself. This is where the 60th shadow tries to strangle life at the individual level because our cultural conditioning your mind gets used to thinking within certain mental structures and you become comfortable within those structures. There is a direct chemical link between the 60th and the 61st gene keys through their associated codon ring, the ring of Gaia. Inspiration, the 61st gift, is what occurs when your mind momentarily breaks out of its habitual structures. 
Most people, for example, do not think magically. That is to say, they do not leave the door ajar within their brains so that inspiration may creep in in any moment. The main reason for death of magic is closed-circuit thinking, where the mind follows familiar patterns or systems of thought around and around without the ability to think beyond them. It is out of this closed-circuit thinking that all self-limiting forms are ultimately brought into the world. And the repressive nature of this shadow is unstructured. When the 60th gene key is repressed, the result is a deep lack of structure in a person's life. At a cellular level, this can actually cause physical trouble or disease because the structure holds together the physiological functioning of the organism. The lives of such people never seem to be harmonious as they are out of kilter with their true nature. These people need strong structures in life, for example, family, career, a sense of direction. Without these kinds of structures, they are adrift in the world and their potential seems to be wasted. They never seem to be involved in anything that lasts but keeps changing their circumstances. They are afraid of structure and commitment, and this fear prevents them from finding the correct allies or environment for their gifts to bloom. Wow, I've been in that for a very long time. And the reactive nature to this shadow of limitation is rigid. When the 60th shadow is expressed through an angry nature, it becomes deeply controlling and rigid. These people cannot allow others to question anything they say or do. They behave as though they were beyond reproach. And if anyone crosses them, they lash out in anger. The reactive nature of this shadow creates an over-reliance on form and structure to the detriment of the original spirit or idea within the structure. These people assume that any new idea or way of doing things is a threat to their security and they react accordingly. They do not have any real understanding of relationships since they cannot allow others to transgress their own behavioral codes or opinions. Unless they're able to let go of their strong stranglehold on life, they will eventually shrivel up and decline. Oh, just an invitation for a breath. Allowing this shadow of limitation, the reactive nature of rigid and the repressive nature of unstructured, just settle, allowing any aha moments that came up for you to settle in the body. Contemplate how this shadow has shown up in your life. And as we begin to integrate the shadow and unlock the gift of realism, it says the common sense of magic. People with the 60th gift are very sought out in the world. And for one main reason, they understand the limitations of the world of form and therefore know the laws of manifesting within the world of form. 
This is what realism refers to in the context of this 60th gift. It's the ability to balance youthfulness and wisdom, idealism with structure. It is all very well having a wonderful idea that will change the world, but without the realism of the 60th gift, this idea will probably never amount to anything. Another synonym for the 60th gift might be the, the gift of common sense. Common sense is inherent to all human beings, but it is lost whenever a person or society becomes too bogged down in frameworks and structures. It is through common sense that we human beings evolve and cooperate with creation efficiently and harmoniously. The power and potential inherent in the 60th gift should never be taken for granted. People with the 60th gift understand that for anything new to take root in the material world, it must follow certain laws. The main law of manifestation in the material world is based on structure. Innovation without structure simply will not last. The seed needs its hard shell to protect it, and the river needs its banks to direct it. The 60th gift is about creating strong banks to direct and funnel the energy for change into the world. To be realistic in the sense of the 60th gift means to understand that there's a great deal of red tape in the world and this has to be tackled. The classic metaphor for the role of this gift is that of grafting a vibrant young shoot into a powerful old rootstock. In this metaphor, the 60th gift is the rootstock, which represents the ability to work with the existing laws and traditions of the world and introduce change through them rather than in spite of them. People with the 60th gift are masters of creating structures, whether mental, emotional, or physical. These structures in themselves are holding stations for new ideas and energy, and as such are of less importance than the energy that comes through them. This is what the 60th gift knows. It knows that the structure will eventually mutate or even die, but the inner spirit will move on and, if necessary, find a new structure to carry it. The 60th gift is like the spaceship that takes man to the moon. Once man has reached the moon, the spaceship is no longer needed, but its creation allows other, more advanced structures to evolve. To take this simile further, the gift of realism is about manifesting the balance between the idea of reaching the moon and the huge physical and economical requirements needed to actually make that idea a reality. But the real essence of this gene key is about not losing perspective from either the idea side or the structure side. We have already seen how an over-reliance on the structural side ensures that most ideas are either bogged down and never happen or end up far from their original vision. As we have also seen, there's a great capacity for magic in this 60th gene key, and some may find it ironic that it's called the gift of realism. Actually, realism, in its truest sense, always involves magic. We know from modern quantum physics that all matter is made up of vibrating energy fields. Therefore, all structures in the world of form are really an illusion. They are frameworks through which something unexpected may occur. The only thing needed for magic to occur is some form of a structure and an open mind. This may seem a surprisingly simple set of criteria, but it is rarely found in the world. 
We usually see people burdened by the weight of the 60th shadow, that is, people toting great impressive structures and systems, but identified with and attached to their structure that it throttles the original idea. We humans are not comfortable with uncertainty, and we do not trust in magic. Thus, we cling to our systems, religions, laws, and modes of thinking. One of the subtlest structures is language itself. People with the 60th gift can therefore be masters of language, as long as they do not become trapped by it. Language is not the territory, but it is the means by which change can be expressed. You can talk about change forever and become obsessed with the ideas and thoughts themselves, but in order for something really new to enter the world, language has to be used in a playful manner and as a means of expressing a frequency. It is the frequency that holds the energy of change. Language is simply the means of resonating the music. We all know that in popular magic, the magician distracts us and then performs his trick when we are looking the other way. In the same way, the 60th gift can use language, or indeed any form, as a means to distract people while the real energy passes into them unnoticed. This 60th gift has much to do with music being acoustic in nature. All new forms that enter the world have to pass through this gene key. Human chemistry is musical, and at the deepest level, the humans experience this through individual moods and energy swings. The 60th gift requires deep acceptance of the uncertainty and unpredictability of the rhythms of life. These people understand that natural periods occur when nothing seems to be moving. Such periods can come on suddenly and go just as suddenly. They give rise both to our mood swings and our bursts of sudden manifestation. The 60th gift knows that there is magic in the darkness before manifestation and knows not to interfere with these essential life processes. To be realistic means to accept the natural limitations of being in form without being a victim of them. The 60th gene key is a part of a trinity of gene keys along with the 19th and the 61st that code for the amino acid isoleucine. This is the ring of Gaia, one of the most fascinating of all of the 21 codon rings. The ring of Gaia prevents or allows awareness to move between all the different life forms on our planet. The 19th gene key with its gift of sensitivity has the potential to open up a higher genetic functioning in human beings that will allow us to directly experience what it is like to live inside of another creature. At the height of its sensitivity, this codon allows all earth life, both sentient and inanimate, to experience its quantum unity. The 60th and 61st gene keys and their gifts of realism and inspiration hold deep secrets concerning this planet and our role within its organic structure. The 60th gene key represents the pure material density of the form of Gaia herself, whereas the 61st gene key points to the magic deeply embedded within the heart of the earth. The original name for the 61st hexagram in the I Ching is Inner Truth, and this is the beauty of the Ring of Gaia. Everything from the tiniest nanoparticle to the cosmos itself has the same shining jewel of inner truth at its core. 
It is the responsibility and great privilege of humanity to be the outermost peak of the awareness of Gaia. We are her ears and eyes. We are her very mind. Everything of true value is hidden inside form, inside your body, inside the core of the planet, inside the vibrating fabric of your inner being. It is all rooted inwardly. This is why humankind must discover inner space, why we must turn inward for inspiration. All the answers to all of our problems and challenges are hidden in the creatures and structures of nature, and all those structures and creatures are embedded in microcosmic form inside every molecule in our DNA. Common sense is not in opposition to magic. It is common sense to remain open-minded to everything in the universe, because everything has, at its core, the same wondrous inner light. Just an invitation for a breath, breathing in this gift of realism, this gift of staying open to the magic of creation. And as we fully integrate the shadow, activate the gift, we unlock the city of justice. The Earthship Merkaba. The 60th city is an extremely rare city. There are some things in life that are quite simply a mystery, and the 60th city is one of them. It is called justice, but the true meaning of this word in the Siddic context is utterly different from our usual interpretation of it. As we have seen already, the 60th gene key concerns the laws and limitations that govern the world of matter. At the gift level, there is an intellectual understanding that these laws are not quite what they seem, reflected in the modern scientific view of quantum physics, and that there appears to be a force operating outside the laws governing physical reality. This force may be called God, grace, magic, fate, or even chance, but the fact is that it lies beyond our human control. When a human being attains a Siddic state, it is a rare event. Because we are all connected through the universal field of consciousness, this event has repercussions for all sentient life. It doesn't matter whether the person in this state ever even sees another human being. Their realization creates a great swell within the ocean of human consciousness and the waves from this high-frequency surge affect all human beings. Depending on the flavor of the city, that is, its specific coding and upsurge in consciousness affects our universe in different ways. Someone who attains the 25th city of universal love, for example, activates a huge opening in the collective heart field that surrounds and connects all beings and creatures on our planet and beyond. Such an event will lead to all kinds of breakthroughs in the human world of form. When a being attains self-realization through the 60th city, something quite extraordinary happens, and to the shadow consciousness, something very frightening. The fundamental laws that govern physical existence are loosened, and in some case broken altogether. At a collective genetic level, this kind of event is called a frame shift mutation. 
when it occurs, the reading frame within the whole of human DNA shifts so that the way in which gen the genetic code is translated is totally different. At a macrocosmic level, this has not happened very often in human history, and for this reason, the 60th city still remains a mystery. True justice realized that a divine level is not a phenomenon human beings can easily understand. However, the coming of justice is lodged within the collective psyche, being reflected through the 60th gene key and its chemical counterpart within your DNA. Thus, almost all cultures have myths or religions promising a day in the future when the gods will descend to earth and pronounce their judgment on all living things. This myth, embodied, for example, in the Christian notion of Judgment Day, is a jaded human interpretation of the power of the 60th city. It is what we understand as divine justice. Because we humans think in terms of our morality, we generally see justice in terms of punishment and reward. More often than not, we see it in terms of retribution. Even our most sophisticated spiritual and scientific systems think of life in terms of cause and effect or karma. This is due to the limitation of being caught in a dualistic reality. However, the true concept of justice is not bound by laws at all. It could best be described as a casual. When something is a casual, it means that it happens for no reason that we can see or understand. In an a-casual reality, causes do not lead to effects, and thus there can be no justice as we understand the word. If someone were to kill someone in an a-casual world, they would never be punished. There would be no such thing as duality, therefore no separate person would exist to commit such a crime. How, then, are we to imagine such a reality? The answer is that we cannot. The 60th city really does represent Judgment Day. It is in the end of our illusions of right and wrong, good and bad, fair and unfair. The 60th city breaks all the laws of our reality, beginning with the law of time. Whereas we see time in a sequence, the 60th city experiences all time in the present. This means that there is no event horizon or sense of linearity, meaning that the person manifesting the city can therefore travel through time. The second law that the 60th city breaks is the law that holds form itself together, what we call gravity. In other words, these people are able to travel not only through time, but also through space. The laws of gravity that hold atoms together and maintain order within our cosmos are completely smashed by this city. Our popular mythologies contain many stories of eyewitness accounts of people flying or beings from other worlds coming to earth. Some of these accounts may be taken from manifestations of the 60th city. Many of the great esoteric schools, among them the Tibetan and Taoist and the Egyptian, have detailed accounts of masters who attained the body of light or the rainbow body. There are examples where the laws that govern our world of form have been broken, and this manifests through a mutation of the physical vehicle of the body. In India, there's a mythic Himalayan yogi known as Babaji. Many myths surround this man who is said to appear from time to time across the centuries, materializing in form, appearing, then disappearing. Other cultures have similar legends and stories, 
that fire popular imagination but are seen as superstition by the general consciousness. There is an enormous magic hidden within the 60th city. It is true magic because it is a casual. It cannot be learned, mastered, or imitated. Every time a being attains enlightenment through the 60th city, magic comes pouring through this being, and they become a phenomenon, a symbol of the breaking of the laws of form. At the collective level, the 60th city will be one of the very last cities to dawn. This is why we have always interpreted it as Judgment Day. When the 60th city begins to ignite in multiple beings, it will be the ending of the world as we know it. Everything will indeed be revealed in its true sense. The laws that hold together the earth will crack and our planet will begin to transmute. The 60th city has been known by certain esoteric schools as the Merkaba, or Chariot of Light. The true collective Merkaba is the earth herself, the spirit of Gaia. When the earth disappears, it will, it will do so suddenly, and all the cells that have held the consciousness that we call Gaia will move to another reality. Only then will we really know what divine justice means, and it will have no meaning whatsoever on an individual level. We have absolutely no idea what this event will look or feel like, but those with the 60th city hold the key to this ultimate magical occurrence. And we should remember that from the point of view of the 60th city, this, is real, this has already occurred. Every human being knows this is our future, as it lies secretly encoded in the deep limitation of our material DNA. However, certain divine laws conceal those higher aspects of our own nature from our view. We have to finally evolve to be able to see them, and the two great laws that we must evolve beyond are gravity and time. These two laws are not absolute, but completely relative to awareness. The binary helix of our DNA is microcosmically composed out of these two laws. DNA holds memory, and it acts as the living, evolving local structure for sentient life. Evolution demands time, and localization demands space. When awareness passes beyond these two laws, they are seen not as false, but as a lower frequency signature of higher divine laws. Beyond our human form, other realities and dimensions exist. The cosmos is teeming and abundant with interdimensional life forms. In more advanced forms of life, the mirror of DNA is no longer a binary structure, but a trinary helix. The triple helix unites all beings beyond space and time and frees awareness to travel unimpeded throughout the cosmos. However, the triple helix cannot support a carbon-based life form. It requires a far subtler structure or vehicle, the underlying geometry of the universe itself. And a last invitation to allow the city of justice to settle in the body, in the mind, in the heart. Allowing anything that arose for you about mm, transcending time and space, knowing that we are 
are actually multidimensional beings that are far more powerful than what we've led we've been led to believe and conditioned conditioned in so many ways that has allowed us to forget and that was something in this reading that really hit me was around the education system for the children and I want to share a story with you last night I was on the I was on a video chat with my daughter who's 12 and after a while of chatting she asked me she says hey mom you know how when you look at someone for a long time and all of a sudden you can see an eye right here and she she showed me on her the middle of her forehead and she said and it like opens and then the two other eyes open differently and you see something else (laughs) and it's like I just shared with her like wow that's such a gift that you have and you know not everybody does experience that and that's a gift that God's given you and it's something to really be paying attention to and and you know it's it's like our children are are so connected to their gifts you know and as the education system begins to bring in these structures and teaching them in a specific way and controlling the experience you know it can really hinder those things and so I really I love to share with people about uh, my experience of conscious parenting and having really potent conversations with our children and expanding their consciousness and and encouraging them to question everything that they're learning and I hope that one day I'm able to um, be in a space where I get to witness the education system really shifting and changing for the children on this planet and holding new earth schools and new earth education, new earth sexual education and being able to really share with our children the power of magic and the elements and nature and us being one with nature and really returning back to stewarding the earth and learning the things that are really important as humanity and the earth itself is shifting and changing. Therefore, how we teach and what we teach should be shifting and changing. So, thank you so much for listening. Please share with anyone that you feel may resonate may benefit from listening in sending you all much love and many blessings thank you deeply to all of our supporters for making this love cast possible during such potent times for humanity